Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to episode number 95 of Reddit Readings, the best show on the internet until proven otherwise. Thank you very much for joining us. Today, we are diving into... Fuck. What are we diving into? Wait, hang on. Today, we're diving into r slash confessions. Utmost professionalism on this show, as always. So grab your tea and your popcorn, and let's dive right in. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Posted by XX, just here for the porn, XX. I used the gas card for an old job for three years to fuel up my car. Some years ago, I spent a year or so between jobs. One of these was installing and removing insulation from people's attics. It was a complete shit job, but my buddy got me in the door and it actually did pay well. I ended up being there maybe two months tops. We worked locations within a hundred mile radius of the company site, so one of our daily routines was to fuel the truck up on the way out of the shop at the trucker's fuel stop around the corner. We worked in teams of either two or three on job sites, and all of the employees were given fuel cards, so there was never any excuse for why we would be in a situation where we couldn't get gas. A few weeks after quitting, I realized I had forgotten to give them the card back. After another few weeks, I was driving in the general location one weekend and just for shits and giggles, went to the fuel stop to see if the card still worked. What do you know? It did. I then decided I was going to wait until the next time I needed gas, then go to that same stop to fuel up again. I figured if I only used that location like all the other employees do, it wouldn't raise much suspicion when the bill came. This went on for about three years until one day the car just stopped working. I confessed to my buddy shortly after that what I'd been doing. He told me all the fuel cards were basically the same card, just cloned and used the same account, so there was no real way of distinguishing anyone's specific usage. Also, the shop went out of business, so that's why the card stopped working. Alright guys, here's a fun one for this episode. You need to get on the Discord and discuss what punishments these people deserve and they have to be non-ordinary punishments all right i want to see i want to see i want to see weird and wonderful and wacky i've seen your memes guys i know how imaginative you can be bring it on from roanoke virginia i lied to a blind neighbor and told him i moved away Many years ago, I was standing on one of my balconies when a taxi driver was obnoxiously blowing his horn out front and yelling for a blind man to walk towards my voice from his own townhouse. That direction was towards traffic. My roommate and I went down and helped him to the taxi and scolded the driver for being so rude. I made the mistake of giving the blind neighbor my phone number so that I could give him a ride in the future. Then the phone calls came and never stopped. 
and when I gave him a ride, he would ask for various detours. I'm very calculated by nature. If he told me beforehand where he wanted to go, it would be cool, but no, no, no. We'd be driving along and he'd throw in two or three extra places on each ride. And it came to be every day that he wanted rides. And he'd even call me to remind me to give him a ride. Not that I was ever late or backed out. Finally, I had enough. So I gauged how blind he was. His response was that he was blind as a bat. A week or two after, he said that I told him I had a job interview in the next city. A week after that, I told him I got the job and was moving away in a month. After I moved away, it was strange as hell walking by him in silence as he stood on the sidewalk. I tell you what, I bloody hate those people. Oi, mate, can I just get a lift? Yeah, yeah, sure, no worries. Oh, can we just stop off and get my shopping and go to the bank and pick my cat up from the vet? You know the ones. You've all had it. You've been there. All right, next story. From Sound and Visions. Caught somebody stealing cash out of another's pocket. Confronted the thief. Returned the money, but only half of it. Seven years ago, I was 18, female, and traveling through Southeast Asia. This story happened in Vietnam. Me and a bunch of other young tourists I had met at another bar took a few moped taxis to some different bar. There were some young locals hanging out front about our age. One of the tourists got off the moped and was talking to some other people. He had a huge wad of cash just sticking out of his back pocket like the drunk idiots we all were that night. I watched as one of the locals silently motioned for his friends to watch. He dramatically tiptoed over to the tourist, grabbed the wad of cash out of the tourist's back pocket undetected, then was having a good laugh with his friends when I decided to intervene. I snatched the money out of his hands and said something to the effect of, stealing ain't cool. Their response was the equivalent of, eh, whatever man, and they walked off. Maybe it wasn't smart for a young solo female to fuck with strange men who had just stolen something, but you know, I was drunk and overly confident. Anyway, that's not the story. I was making my way back to the victim of the theft to give him his money when I separated the wad into two stacks, stuck half into my own pocket. I gave the guy the remaining cash and told him that I saw it get snatched from his pocket and had gotten it back for him. He was so grateful. He bought me drinks for the rest of the night and shared his supply of drugs with me. He told anyone that would listen what a hero I was, etc, etc, etc. I have no idea why I stole half his money. I don't remember what it added up to, but it wasn't insignificant. I had never stolen anything up to that point and definitely never again after. I felt so bad, and I still do. Since then, I've had many situations where I've seen someone drop money, usually in a bar, sometimes elsewhere though, and I've always picked it up and returned the money in full to that person. The memory and guilt of what I did instantly comes up whenever I'm in this situation. The last time this happened, a guy at a bar unwittingly dropped a huge wad of 20s onto the ground. Must have been several hundred dollars. And I'm very proud that I did the right thing and didn't think twice about picking it up and returning it all to him in full. I'd like to tell myself that I stole the cash because I was drunk, but the reality is I've been drunk many times and I still know right from wrong. 
I consciously and intentionally stole a bunch of money from that guy. And I only gave half of it back so that I wouldn't feel bad about myself. Posted by MaoXD12313 I put a piece of gum under the table at the security checkpoint at Buckingham Palace. I was a clumsy freshman in high school and our high school band went on an international field trip to London where we actually played in the St. Patrick's Day Parade. But anyway, we had a lot of excursions during our week-long stay there and I'd signed up to go to Buckingham Palace. The day of our excursion arrives and I start chewing on a piece of gum. After me and the group had reached the palace, the gum lost its flavor and honestly... I was too lazy to go throw it in the trash can that was literally 20 feet away from the security checkpoint. So, yeah. I'm in line waiting to pass through and there's this plastic table where everyone's bags are checked. I see the guard look away for a minute and I swiftly take the flavorless gum out of my mouth and stick it right under the table. Mission accomplished. Well, during the tour of the palace, I was feeling so uneasy and I was paranoid that they saw me on camera or something. But nothing happened when the tour finished. Those next few days we were in London, I kept my eyes glued to the BBC. I really thought that they were going to DNA test the gum and arrive for me for vandalizing Buckingham Palace. So the trip ends, and for the next few weeks back in the States, I'm still paranoid as shit thinking the FBI was going to kick the door down and arrest me for sticking my chewed gum under the security checkpoint table at Buckingham Palace. Well, it's now been six years since that infamous moment, so I guess I'm in the clear. Mate, it's the UK! No one cares as long as you don't have an unlicensed butter knife. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. From Giraffes for Hire I pulled the fire alarm at a random high school to get out of having to rap about being a leader. What? I already have so many questions about this one. What? Alright, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. When I was in 8th grade, me and another classmate of mine were picked to go on a leadership trip. Two kids from each 8th grade class were picked. Other middle schools were included in this as well. A lot, I think, as there were a lot of 8th graders there. Anywho, the trip ends up being a high school that was like 40 minutes away. When we got there, there were 12th graders who greeted us. Each 12th grader had a list of 5 or 6 students that would be in their group. Once we were all separated and brought to empty classrooms, we were told that we had to come up with a 2-minute song about being a leader and how to inspire our fellow youths. The 12th grader in charge of our group decided we were going to rap and be the best of all the performing groups. 
We came up with lyrics and rhymes, and I was mortified during this entire thing. Every time someone came up with some lame rhyme, I was so anxious and terrified that I had to be a part of this group to perform this to the entire 12th grade. We finished. Each of us got our three or four lines. Our rap was going to start with all of us putting our hands in a circle and screaming, Go, go, go! And then we all spin around to face all the seniors and dance and jump around with microphones and rap about studying and being inspirational and shit. After we finished writing this rap, we were all called down to the gym. Our leader got our sticker and we were the 10th of 12 groups to perform. Each group went and I was clutching myself and humming to myself as the second-hand embarrassment washed over me as every group got up and I had to watch 50 other middle schoolers horribly sing songs while all the seniors laughed and recorded us. Our group was near to the rear entrance to the gym and there was a fire alarm maybe five feet outside the doors. I looked at it when we first walked down the hallway to the gym and thought for a second about how I wanted to pull this thing to get me the fuck out of there. I was thinking about how I just wanted to die and how stupid and embarrassing this whole thing would be. I had no business being picked to go on this thing. I was a CD student who failed like 70% of the tests I took that year. The ones I did pass, I barely did. B's were scarce and A's were once in a blue moon and a total shock when they happened. I was this loner kid who was bullied a lot and always at the office and I absolutely 100% believe I was picked to go on this trip out of pity by my core teacher. I was so confused when I was picked to go on this trip. So was a kid in my class who screamed at my teacher about how I didn't deserve to go on this trip and that my name was always written on the board because I failed tests so often. I was standing at the back of my group while the ninth group performed. I slowly walked backwards, put my hand on the alarm, closed my eyes and pulled it and immediately jumped forward and pretended to be as shocked as everyone else. We then had to exit out of the gym through the main doors. By the time everything was cleared, our trip was over and we had to leave. My grade 12 group leaders were pissed, and so was everyone else in my group. I was never asked if I pulled it or accused. I was so happy to get the fuck out of there. This was 2010-2011. Alright guys, I feel that the actual title for this should be Heroic Student Uses Fire Alarm to Save Students from Weapons Grade Cringe Terror Attack Posted by you slash throw way away 2422 I staged a robbery to steal from the store where I work I work for a chain of 24-hour stores Some time ago For obvious reasons, I don't want to say exactly how long, I was working overnights. I hated it. It made me fully nocturnal to the point where the sun actually burned my eyes when I went out during the day. I hated the store, hated my town, and hated all of my co-workers. Because of all of this, 
I was bordering on suicidal, so I would fantasize about just taking the money and leaving for good while I stocked shelves. I did this every night for months, but I knew jail would be worse, so I never did. Well, one day, I was venting to a good friend about how I was feeling, basically telling him a lengthier version of that first paragraph. I figured he would tell me I'm going crazy and I should quit and find a new job I don't hate so much. Instead, he and I came up with a crazy idea to stage a robbery and take the money together. We took about two weeks to plan, and I even called out of one shift so we could hammer out the finer details. The plan was that he would come in wearing a full-face mask, long sleeves and gloves, so that you couldn't tell his ethnicity on the cameras. I also knew all of the camera dead spots, so we planned his escape route in such a way he couldn't really be tracked by them. We had the whole thing rehearsed and ready as if we were putting on a play. So the night finally comes, and I had him wait until my co-worker went on break so we wouldn't have an extra variable to plan around. He walks in during our deadest time of night, and we start really playing up the whole thing. He's pointing this fake gun in my face. I'm putting my hands up, shaking my head, all that. He has me lead him towards the office, where he makes me empty out the safe for him. Then he has me empty the register for him on his way out. I give him a few minutes head start while I pretend to be rattled and catch my breath. Pretend I can't stop shaking enough to dial 911. And finally, go alert my co-worker that we were robbed, and I was too freaked out to do it myself the cops show up take my statement I told them he spoke with an accent that he didn't I fed them a lot of false info to take any suspicion away from my friend my co-worker saw nothing from the break room so he couldn't give any info himself it's corporate policy to give robbers whatever they want so I got in no trouble at all As a matter of fact, they paid me a bonus for handling it so well. They also took me off overnight shifts. Later, I told them I wasn't comfortable here anymore, so I put in for a transfer to the town I'd always wanted to live in. The process got expedited due to the situation. I'm not confessing to get it off my chest so much as I am because I couldn't be happier I did it. My life turned around immediately. And I have never been happier since I was a kid. Use the money to finally start college. Holy fucking shit, we went from sticking chewing gum to a table to armed robbery. What a roller coaster of an episode we're on, ladies and gentlemen. Keep your hands and feet inside the carriage at all times. From Tell Perea Night. When I worked as a valet as a teenager, I chipped the paint on a 90 grand car. I never reported it. Later, when I gave it back to him, he tipped me 20 bucks. Yeah, that's about all of it. I've always been a great, careful, confident, defensive driver. Drove extremely carefully, especially when they belonged to other people. Even if it was busy, I wouldn't rush. That wasn't it. I forgot which model this car was, but it was some kind of Alfa Romeo, I believe with a very long bumper pointing forward, very sharp. Well, when I went to park, I pulled forward just barely too much 
to where that pointy bumper smacked into the concrete wall. Very, very little damage. Just got a little scrunched up and stripped the paint from that sharp point. Made a fucking loud bang, though. Very embarrassing. I was 18 and wasn't told about any insurance from the valet company. I didn't know shit. I thought I would be indebted to this guy. And he was so nice and cool. All smiles. Did me 20 bucks and went on his way. I'm so sorry, guy. I still feel really guilty years later. And will never brush something like that under the rug again. Edit. Found the car online. It was a Maserati Gran Turismo. You know, starting somewhere around 135k. Oof. I think if I did something like that when I was 18, I literally would have died of a heart attack. Alright guys, thank you very much for joining us. I hope you enjoyed episode number 95 of Reddit Readings. Be sure to come back next week for more. Wait, next week? Let me let let you in on a little secret. We're going to be dropping three episodes a week shortly, so make sure you follow along for that. Hope you had a great time. As always, jump in the Discord. Go join the community. Until next week, guys. Peace out. I'll see you soon. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. True terrors of horror, bizarre happenings, unexplainable events. On our podcast, Disturbed, Terror Takes Center Stage. Each episode is a journey into the darkest corners of human existence, delving into bone-chilling tales of kidnappings, serial killers, maniacs, and the very essence of your worst nightmares coming to life on this weekly true horror show. Disturbed is not for the faint of heart. It's an exploration of real, unadulterated horror sourced from everyday people. Each episode is a descent into the macabre, where we narrate stories that will leave you on the edge of your seat and crawling in your skin. We navigate the disturbing narratives that lurk in the shadows, offering a raw and unfiltered listen into the most terrifying aspects of the human experience. Enter at your own risk and let the unsettling tales unfold in the haunting realm of Disturbed. And remember, listeners, stay safe out there.